Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. So, uh, I gave this a interesting title, The Year of Living Dangerously Close to Oblivion. Um, not too dramatic <laughs> for 2024, but uh, certainly a lot of things are going on, and um, we all know that if we've lived a fairly substantial uh time on this earth in terms of how things are going and how things are being presented to you and how, uh, you know, there's just this overall uh, attempt to, well, distort all of our realities and uh, there's no uh, common ground to be sought. Um and there seems to be a, you know, one, uh, one that there's, there's these agendas. They're just piling up on the top of each other. There's so many of them that are going on. Um, it's hard to even keep track of as I've probably enumerated, uh, before in terms of, uh, matter of fact, one of the solutions would have been is to get enough people together. And, uh, if we, you know, had the resources and the, um, when I say resources, the, you know, obviously to really pay attention to what's going on, you need, you need almost a shadow government. You need a certain group of people, individuals, a national, but basically a shadow national security advising group, uh, a, a shadow, uh, financial. We have people that are looking at this stuff. The thing is, is, we're not all getting in the same room. And granted, I'm no much ado about nothing. This is just an idea that I had that, you know, you have to have someone who shadows what the Commerce Department does, what the DOJ does, what the Department of Defense is doing, all these different things, geopolitical, you know, the all the risks that are out there, all the things that are going on. For the very thing of uh, being able to basically counterman the messaging that is going on. Now, I know there's plenty of people doing journalism and they're doing wonderful jobs at doing that um, from their own perspective. And each and more and more collaboration is uh, going on. But we really need a strategy to where you, you know, just like our. You know, the resources that have been sunk into um, censorship, disinformation complex, all these other um, avenues like Stanford Internet Observatory, these people get together and they coordinate and they scheme and they have power and they have resources beyond your imagination. Um, we don't have those resources. So we're going to have to make do with what we have. But in order for that for that to be achieved, you have to get people together who are loosely aligned on most things. I'm not saying that they have to be agreeance on everything, but we certainly need to know that if you want to. In in I'm going to read a bit from uh, Victor David Hansen, who I'm not. You know, I don't agree with him on everything because some people they just love to pick and choose. If you pick an, uh, I'm just reading something he's going to say. I'm qualifying that because it's, it seems like we're getting into this situation where if you don't pick the right person or pick the right 
a passage from the right person. People get very, very touchy about that. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're going to have <laughs> the, the enemies that we are up against want to divide and rule us, and they don't give a shit. They really don't give a shit. They, they really love to see that we falter and fail by getting very touchy over things that we shouldn't. I understand where he comes from. I realize that. But, you know, he's a, he's an old school cat. He knows some things that I, I, I do appreciate his, his insights. I'm not saying he's got it all figured out. And I certainly know that he has his, his uh, 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 ideal ideas on certain things that I don't agree with. But I'm not going to go through all that because it's, it's a waste of time. It just really is. There's, there's so much of things, uh, certain things in life that you just can't waste time on. You have to be able to set aside your differences on those things and be able to work with things that you can work on. And that's what I'm getting with this whole idea of a shadow government or a shadow or certainly a network of people that need to be meeting very heavily towards doing this. Now, I don't know if they are. I don't know if there are people like this. I, I know I mean, by the meeting, I mean, they all should be fairly, uh, you know, you know, well known or at least should have the expertise in the areas that they're talking about. I'm not talking about. And when I get to the communications part of this, the point is, is we need to dispel these myths and we need to speak to the truth. And we also need a good way to uh in if you put together a good enough network a team and you have these meetings and have them an open meeting too by the way by open meeting i mean so say we get a dozen or 15 or 20 people together now granted they're not all going to be speaking at the same time and they're not all going to have a lot to say but it's almost like a um it's a way so that people can watch and it would include people that were that are well known be it also include people that maybe aren't well known but they have high expertise in a certain field or um, uh, uh, scenario for example they may be very well known in a, per, a certain um, aspect of our uh, technology manufacturing or, or what have you we need people who are patriotic towards keeping this country together and um and i'm i'm it has nothing it doesn't even have anything to do with politics that's why i say that's why i'm titling this the the year of uh of living dangerously because uh we're running out of time as a country i know a lot of people don't believe that um it, 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 there's enough awareness now of this uh, great taking there needs to be awareness of the natural asset company, which is a, a, a been formulated. I wrote up a, a, a brief uh, a thing about this, and when I uh, the reason why I, I'm going to go to it, I'm going to read some of this first. I, I I got a lot of things on my mind. There's a lot of things going on, and I'm not going to be as uh, clear as others because I don't have guests, and I have to think about this off the off the top of my head. So. The idea was is that there's a there's a significant push through the SEC uh, to uh, to actually uh, do this kind of thing, and, and I'll just go through. I'll read what I wrote and the bits and pieces that are important. So here's the highlight: the exchange, the exchange that would be the New York Stock Exchange or any uh, stock market exchange. It proposes to amend the New York Stock Exchange listed company manual. 
to adopt a new listing standard for the listing of a natural asset companies. So these are like an LLC or, you know, they're a company, but they're listed as natural assets. The proposed rule change is available at exchange website, nysc.com. Uh, commission's uh, public reference room is what they called it. The exchange proposes to adopt a new subsection of Section 102 of the manual to be designated as Section 102.09. Just so if you're a stock person you'll or somebody you know works in the stock market, you you can tell them that section and tell them to go check it out and tell them, tell us what is up because I'm not going to, that's, that's what I'm talking about with having people with expertise. You need somebody to know the stock market. There you go. That's, that's one other uh, area that I you know there's certain people that know that shit inside and out and they would be very useful in this situation. But of course, you know, we don't know who they are. There's treasurers and whatnot. And even those people aren't qualified enough because they're running states and whatnot. Anyway, Getting back to what this says, to permit the listing of common equity securities of natural asset companies or NACs for the purposes of proposed section 102.09, a NAC is a corporation whose primary purpose is to actively manage, maintain, restore as applicable and grow the value of natural assets and their production of ecosystem services. Get that ecosystem. So anyway, in addition or doing so is is consistent with the company's primary purpose. The company will seek to conduct sustainable revenue genera- uh, generating op- uh, operations. Sorry, I got interrupted here. So I'll repeat that. In addition, where doing so is consistent with the company's primary purpose, the company will seek to conduct sustainable revenue generating operations. Sustainable is the key word here. So next part, sustainable operations are those activities that do not cause any material adverse impact on the condition of the natural assets under a NAC's control and that seek to replenish the natural resources being used. Get that natural resources being used. This is about, they, 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 they're guising this behind conservation, just so you know. The NAC may be also engage in activities that support community well-being, provide such activities are provided such activities are sustainable. There's that word again. Anytime you see the word repeated over and over again, it's highly important. And they're using that as the cover for what they really are up to or getting into. Next paragraph. The value of nat- nature to life on earth is readily apparent. Healthy ecosystems produce clean air and water, foster biodiversity, regulate the climate, and provide the food on which our existence depends. Okay. For purposes of this proposal, the term ecosystem refers to specific entities, structures, functions, and components of the natural world that produce ecosystem services. Okay. That's kind of circular. These and other benefits derived from ecosystems are called ecosystem services, and in the aggregate, economists estimate they're valued at one at more than one hundred trillion dollars per year. So, so they're making this grand claim, which you know it may very well be true, but it tells you how they're thinking. They're 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 setting up the aspect of oh, you know, and of course they're selling this to the stock exchange. 
So when people hear $100 trillion, they're going to think, ooh, money. It means I get, you know, I'm going to make it. You know, this is all about getting, hoarding, you know, more of your resources away from you, by the way. So here, here's the next little bit. Public policy initiatives like regulatory carbon markets, carbon markets, right back to that, CO2, have made pro- progress towards reflecting the true cost of industrial activities. But most environmental values remain uncaptured by financial reporting. Here you go. Because financial markets do not include the positive and negative externalities reflected in nature's consumption and production. Ecosystem services are being degraded at alarming rate. So then they go into their climate hustle. That's what this is tied to. So here, here's the paragraph that I uh, focused on. Recognizing the urgency and opportunity presented by these conditions, investors increasingly expressed a desire for investment vehicles that will permit them to express a sustainability thesis. Improvements in corporate disclosures, introduction of climate and nature-focused indices, indices as in stock indices, and development of ESG funds uh, screening for preferred or prohibited factors have all expanded the uh, expanded the accessibility of sustainable investing of course despite the advances however investors still express an unmet unmet need for efficient pure play exposure to nature and climate so what this is is just like a workaround they're using the SEC who launched this in i think it was September late September 2023 they tried to rushed this through by the end of the year, but uh, they had to keep the comment open comment section. And this thing is supposed to be uh, uh, kicked around uh, at, by the end of uh, January. I think it's uh, January 21st. As a matter of fact, but you can, I put a link, I'm going to put a link to this whole thing uh, because it is important. Uh, That's what I say. The we're dealing with a lot of, a lot of shit at the same time. And we really need to, um, we really need people who uh, are interested enough to get to the answers here instead of just messing around. And, uh, you know, there's no way to absolutely hit this. And fortunately, we seem to have too many people who uh, um, are more interested in other things. And that makes it problematic. And so, um, and I for some odd reason at 11 o'clock at night, I got all these people wandering around inside here anyways. Sorry, just getting annoyed (laughs) in in a part where it should be nice and quiet, but they're anyway. So, um, what I'm getting at here is that, um, you have the who you have this taking issue, uh, the great taking as, um, I've mentioned before and, other people's are other people are writing about it. Uh, the Brownstone Institute and various other outlets, and we don't seem to have enough. I'm gonna. I hate to, you know. I see Bannon attempting to do this somewhat. He did have on the natural, and believe me, I didn't see this coming. But guess what? It took three or four months before after this had occurred before we got it even any airtime on this. I'm not saying it hadn't aired before, but I don't remember any of this being brought up. You realize that these people are hell-bent on doing all this stuff, 
and they they're doing it on the fly on the sneak they're using they're burying it deep inside agencies that you know this is a full-scale war and we have so many people who are just missing the uh, missing uh the agenda um you know we're 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 trailing these people and the reason why we're trailing these people is because we don't have a good uh, we don't have people who are tasked and purposed to work on a certain aspect of this whole thing and you know obviously you can't just do this you know just on a lark you have to be focused and motivated and by the way you know and not so much compensated but certainly uh, you have to have some way to survive to do this and they can't just be on on you know you can't just on fluff we have people who have a- a- assets and resources who can make this shit work but um they have uh you know and it didn't even take a lot for example and just i'm gonna throw it out there just because he he's not poor you know trump could very easily have found you know uh you know 20 to 40 people uh and set aside two to three million dollars to pay these people 60 or seventy thousand dollars for one year to to work as a shadow cabinet now people say well you know what's 50 or 60 well there are people that would could gladly do that because that would you know that could be almost like a half-time job for the ones who are more elite and need more money obviously but there's a lot of us here that would gladly could would you know 75 to 100,000 dollars would would more than sufficiently pay for somebody to focus on a department or a, a area of expertise and spend you know 10 20 hours or 40 hours a week, a full-time job. Some of us could do it as a full-time job. Others people would be uh, a part-time. This is like setting up a foundation, a 501c3, where you have people that are paid to be on a board to do this. You can set it up as a nonprofit. I mean, this things, these things should have already been done. Just like uh, having a, 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 a law firm. Uh, I mentioned that and other people say, well, there's plenty of lawyers. It's like, no, 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 no. The problem I'm getting at is, you need a law firm that specifically is oriented towards taking all these cases, whether it be the J6 cases, whether it be uh, backstopping all these various uh, aspects of uh, things that are being used to attack uh, MAGA or America. You need like four or 500 lawyers. And yeah, that's going to take a lot of resources. And there should be four or 500 decent enough lawyers out there who care about this country more than they care about working for uh, working as a ham and egger and, and, and earning a paycheck, constitutional lawyers, people that are criminal, uh, criminal defense, people that are, uh, know well enough about the, the in, inside workings of the DOJ or whatever else. See, uh, this should have all been done. And I even thought about this last year and I can't find the article or the, the podcast in which I mentioned, I had a whole, I put together a whole bullet point laundry list of each particular field or expertise that needs to be figured out. I mean, it can get very complicated, but at, at the high level, it's probably about a dozen to 15 uh, uh, departments or uh, concepts that need to be focused on. Um, but we're behind the eight ball. I know that. And I guess I worry about that a little bit because I think, you know, most people should have, uh, figure this out. Okay. We have a communications, uh, uh, platform now 
if we're going to say Rumble is a communications platform. Okay, you have a communications platform, and you technically have Twitter that's at least open service so far right now. You have major uh, players on both of those platforms. They can get their message out. Okay, that's fine. Now we need to congeal this into some kind of coherent, coherent argument or cohesiveness to where they're working towards the same goal and they're not, I mean, yeah, you can disseminate, you can run your podcast, you can do all this other stuff, but you need to also have a coherent, you know, meeting of the minds and people need to start thinking about how, you know, brainstorm out loud and have audiences, uh, have somebody monitoring the chat, multiple, you know, obviously multiple people monitoring a chat, looking for people who are providing ideas to come up with ways to, to, you know, make this a more of a, remember, one of the things that most people were so pissed off about about COVID was that they shut down the bars. Well, they did that so people couldn't get together and talk about things, right? Remember that? They did that for a reason. It wasn't just by happenstance. They wanted they didn't want us getting together and uh, talking about things and how, how we should address it because that's how the revolution got started back in the day. Uh, you know, they wanted people to be divided. They wanted people scared and they wanted to keep you separated. By the time we got together, it was way too late, by the way. You know, basically, they they kept everybody in, in, a, in a state of a chaos and flux that, and then people were oblivious to what went on. And then, by the way, while you guys were all locked up, all these people were scheming with regards to your elections, and they did what they wanted to do. And they were running roughshod. They were having Zoom calls and uh, all these other different meetings online, Skype and whatnot. Uh, I saw aspects of that. I've seen people who have captured or they were doing it on YouTube. They were having having high level or at least mid level administrative uh, situations regarding the whole the whole concept, which is quite uh, telling when you start getting into the nitty gritty of it. When you have people working in the agencies that are getting together and they're talking about how they're going to, you know subvert elections or what they're going to do if the election doesn't turn out their way, which of course they only had one way they wanted to turn out. So and let's go to the next part of this. So I'm going to read just the passage he called the end of sovereignty. I'm not saying it's the best passage, but I just want to make it clear what he, uh, Victor David Hansen has to say. The Biden administration has shattered federal immigration law as some 10 million illegal entries will have crossed unlawfully and with impunity into the in, in the first Biden term, all by intent. The southern border is not merely porous. It no longer exists. Did the left want new constituents, new entitle, entitlement recipients to grow government and to raise taxes on the clingers and deplorables? Did it want a large DEI base to replace the steady exodus of non-whites from the left-wing agendas? Does it shun sovereignty, preferring a global village without ar- without arbitrary borders? Do these utopians and, and utopians in Malibu and Martha's Vineyard similarly feel that their own yards and grounds need no walls, no barriers, no boundaries to deny the underprivileged their rights to enjoy what the predatory classes possess? In this new America of ours, Joe Biden is hale and hale and savvy, while Hunter did nothing wrong. Our heroes are Dylan Mulvaney, General Rachel Levine, and the two Sams, Bankman Fried and Britton. <laughs> the nuclear, that was the nuclear guy who got the codes and stole luggage. In today's America, Carrie, uh, Karen Jean Pierre is truthful, 
while Alexander Alejandro Mayorkas is honest. An innocent and saintly George Floyd was randomly murdered, his death proof of systemic ra- police racism, and defunding the police brought calm and quiet in the way our border is secure and the homeless are mere victims. Dr. Jill is an impressive academic. Oprah and LeBron are the Dowd trodden and victimized. General Mark Milley is a brave maverick, and so is Adam Schiff. The flight from Afghanistan marked a brilliant organized retreat. <laughs> the Chinese balloon re- uh, really did not take too many pictures of sensitive areas. J6 was an armed insurrection pre-planned by fiery conspirators and revolutionaries. Ashley Babbitt deserved to be blasted in the neck for entering a broken window. Oh, by the way, it wasn't a broken window because on, on video you can see how, I mean, it didn't bust or shatter or anything like that. It was like a plexi. It, basically, it was it was it wasn't it wasn't an actual hard window. So it makes you interest that whole thing that was put up the the, the thing she went through. Very weird. I I don't know. It, it, it was uh, anyway. That's that's a whole other story. So Kamala Harris is a wordsmith. Russia collusion really happened. So did the and so. Basically, you get the point. Everything you think is being inverted by these people, you know. Uh, you know, truth be damned, nothing matters. They uh, they can make it up as they go along because as long as they're in power and as long as they have the DOJ and uh, willingness to uh, uh, to uh, lie on uh, pathologically lie to you, and you're supposed to just sit there and accept it. Um, I just posted recently about uh, the NSA guy. Uh, uh, Benny, uh, as it turns out, his story. This was a story he 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 really he was interviewed back in 2014, and it was very telling because you know he was already pissed off at you know Obama. He lived through the experience, and he talked about how he tried to contact the Nancy Pelosi, William Rehnquist, and all these various people to try to to uh, you know you know, bring out the truth. And then the FBI came and banged on his door, the intimidation squad that they are. The FBI is a goon squad. They're the Gestapo. They, the state doesn't want your answers, doesn't want your, they don't want you to whistle blow. They don't want you, they, only, only if the whistle blowing is to their benefit for the person that they want to get rid of. And then, then they're okay with that. They're not interested in, uh, real crimes are inter- in, interested in fabricating crimes. This is what happens when you you have an apparatus now that thinks of everybody as just merely uh, slaves to their idea, uh, slaves to them, and we're supposed to just pay them taxes. Yeah, which by the way, you know, I know maybe in twenty twenty four you'll continue to do it because you think that you have a shot a shot at changing the the political dynamics in this country. Uh, we'll see if that comes true, but I, I highly doubt it. So, uh, probably in, uh, 2025 at the beginning of the year, when your taxes become due, you might want to rethink how you feel about that, depending upon what the outcome is of elections. Um, but by then they'll be printing enough money and they'll, they'll, they'll blame you for destabilizing the economy because, you know, it's your fault because they've already been printing you out of existence and 
handing out your tax. I mean, I, by then I, I suspect we'll be somewhere between 36 and $37 trillion in debt, if not further, but at bare minimum, at least $36 trillion in national debt. And that's assuming that, you know, we don't just escalate that. And that could very well escalate, uh, you know, because the goal is to destabilize this country down to nothing. Um, uh, matter of fact, just a second here. I was thinking about uh, how I had kind of with this uh, natural asset thing. So we know that they they went through the process of printing up demo, uh, printing up you know money for BlackRock and Blackstone and all these uh, big asset managers, assets under manage, uh, management, and they wanted to use climate. They're trying to hustle and scare people. And they demotiv uh, demotivated people. People now have less savings than they had in March of 2020 because after they did that and people spent through their money and now you, you're going to see supply chains are going to be restricted again because that was the whole thing with Israel and Hamas. Now the Red Sea is uh, off limits. About 12% of the world's trade goes through there. Uh, today, Costco joined uh, uh, Marsk and a couple other big shippers are going uh, going to add distance to their their travails, and of course they'll probably come up with other reasons to restrict trade. And um, of course, this is hurting China possibly too. But then again, they may be uh, reassessing their routes and ask you know uh, doing things differently with uh, obviously the BRICS nations. Right now, currently Argentina decided to back out on that. But uh, what I'm getting at is all this is being. Uh, slowly put into place this uh, decoupling of uh, the two, uh, the West and the East, uh, but the same author authoritarian and uh, surveillance uh, uh, still is in place and is going to get worse. And they want to take your uh, resources, obviously. Uh, they're going to use whatever hustle they need to get to that uh, aspiration to seize assets, you know, eminent domain. They'll, they'll use that too, by the way. When it gets down to it, uh, there's a whole host of people who, you know, we already know will uh, gladly enforce, you know, edicts that are, you know, they'll say, well, this is the law. Well, no, actually, it probably isn't the law. And it's probably illegal as hell under color of law, but you'll do it because you're getting a paycheck and you're getting more money for doing it. And you have to answer to your bosses. That's the thing. If your local law enforcement is that bad, you, you got a problem, uh, which I, I would suspect that even people who think that their local law is, is awake. Now, most people aren't awake, um, at least not to that level. Because, you know, we also know that there's, uh, uh, you know, for example, uh, you just put in a new Speaker of the House and he turned out to be a scumbag too, which, you know, doesn't surprise me any. Uh, I mean, he, he rolled over and played dead for the Democrats. I mean, they have like zero spine. There's all these people are jellyfish. They're just, they're just easily, they've already, they've already decided that they're, they hate you more and they're more afraid of you and they don't care and they'll go run and hide behind uh, federal law enforcement because one of the things with this NSA and FBI and everything that's been done to you for the last 20 some odd years is 
they have the people that are in charge have gathered up all this uh, animosity towards you based upon whatever comments that they they internalized from online and whatnot and they're glad to use those uh as a uh, fuel and they know that you despise them and they know that you and you have good reason to despise them they've been wrecking your country they've been selling you out they've been warring a uh, warring without your really without your authority uh and lying to you the whole time and morally bankrupt and corrupt and uh handing out welfare to people who aren't citizens or uh, basically enticing them with this welfare the last little vestiges of your uh, you know irresponsibility gross in, uh, gross irresponsibility with the purse you know uh, we're going to get to the point where we're going to be spending $2 trillion on interest payments or something along that lines where 20% of the, uh, something like 20% of your, uh, the revenue that the treasury will be taking in from you, the taxpayer will go just to interest payments. So that tells you everything about how, how messed up this is. And it's only going to get worse. And they know that that's the reason they don't care anymore. You can forget about Social Security. You can forget about your retirement plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the stock market's at an all time high. Well, don't worry. That'll that'll come down too because you know that's just the way it goes. Right now they're they they're pumping. They got to keep it high. They got to. This is all the same kind of things that go on in all kinds of. Uh, anytime you have everything out of whack in one way or another, extremes, it'll eventually uh, collapse because uh, it's not based upon any. Uh, measurable reality because it, it turns out that the S&P 500 I think it was something like somebody made a said that the, most of the gains were done by just the top 20 uh, companies so it's a top heavy market in other words it's just the top four or five percent of companies that are generating like most of the profits and or at least enough to keep the market up in terms of their their stock price because they're weighted and evaluate they're weighting in the system with the weighting in the s p is based upon that their portfolios um you know jump so that's what's holding the market up the rest of the companies are not doing or performing you know, as well or you know i'd have to d- dig into that but the point is is uh that market is i mean yeah, it, it it's going to hold up your four hundred one k for now, but eventually it'll crater uh, when everybody gets into the nitty gritty. I'm sure right now there's an Enron out there. Just just guarantee it. I mean, there will be a company that's that large, and you'll find out it's all based upon flim flam and bullshit. It'll it'll happen. It just that's the way it is. And when it does, I mean, the banking sector, for example, is uh, there was a uh, Somebody dug into the insight, and I actually looked into it. So in December, this banking facility for for the the former bankrupt the uh, the the bankruptcies with uh, Silicon Valley Bank and various other ones uh, that generated like a hundred million dollars worth of backstopping of these various banks. Well, in December alone, it went from it was roughly about one hundred fifteen, I think, was the total at that time. Now it's over one hundred forty. So they had about a $25 billion, uh, you know, went out to whom we don't know, but it's the, 
they got three months left of this facility, and I guarantee that the, it, I'm, I'm going to guarantee that between January and March there'll be some more uh, chicanery with this added additional uh, uh, backstopping and money. You know, twenty five. You know, we're starting. We're talking about real money. You know, when I say tw- real money, twenty five billion here, fifty billion there. It adds up. You know, it's just like the Ukraine war and and everything else. We're trying to, you know. They're just trying to, I mean, money printer go brr. Well, I mean, it all comes back. It's all going to come back on us. Um, The next generation is not going to be very, is going to, going to live through a lot of hard times. I mean, we're heading towards, you know, sovereign debt crisis. That's, that's where where this is all going. And of course, uh, the bankers, don't want they're not going to let they're not going to lose they're guaranteed that they'll they'll be damned if they're going to lose their position of power that's why they're grasping so hard that's why they're pumping out i mean uh and all the people that are behind this stuff you know they they just they like i said they look at you as an ant or a bug to be stomped and uh you know that's why, you know, there's needs to be some serious discussions as much as we can do it and uh, in open discussions and also closed door discussions. But there certainly needs to be a, a, a consistency in getting enough meetings in the minds. And I'm not saying, like I said, who know? I'm, I'm not the one that has to design that. But, you know, everybody needs to come together and figure out what that is because, uh, you know, even the war for independence, you know, they had 55 guys in the room. They had 55, of, of which probably 10 or 15 of them did most of the talking, of course. I mean, that's just that's just the nature of dynamic. It's just human dynamics. But uh, nevertheless, you need, you need to bring enough people together and start hazarding. And, and yeah, it's, it's risky, but, you know, you're dealing with people that have no fucks to give. Uh, and they're willing to do anything to destroy this country. So, uh, if you want to sit back and let them do it, you know, you know, I guess that's, I guess that's an option for some people. Evidently, uh, I don't see it as a very good one, but certainly, you know, I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not the last person to, to, uh, you know, I won't be the last person to have to figure that all out. Um, I know I'm rambling a lot. Um, but I, like I said, I see this whole, this whole, uh, year as being very dangerous, uh, on multiple levels and multiple aspects, like, you know, people. So today they're all up in arms about Lloyd Austin and stuff like that. They're just doing that. They're just showing that they don't give a shit. I mean, that's the same way with the Chinese thing. They don't give a shit. And I and I'm gonna harken back to something I found out or thought and hypothesized back in 2020, uh, late 2020, when they came out with the idea that there was a video and I I got it up on my Rumble. It was uh, GTV and everything that that in a brief presentation about the the, the aspects of uh, of uh, the Hunter Biden laptop and all these different. Uh, various things that they had a hold of well all that stuff got turned you know they they already knew that it got turned over to the doj and uh certain other people had received copies of it including pelosi and and whatnot 
and it makes you wonder, uh, you know, how much, uh, you know, how serious they were about uh, um, following the rules or following the agenda that China had put for them. And by that, I mean, were they were they told specifically what they were supposed to do and how they were going to dance? I mean, how much contact? I mean, we know Mark Milley had contact with the upper echelons of the Chinese military, the PLA, in October 2020 and in January. Do you think those conversations, I mean, we're only told bits and pieces of that. You know, who knows how long those conversations were and what other things were being communicated and who other who, who all else was being talked to in the, uh, like, let's just say, the House Intelligence Committee, for example, under Pelosi. What about Adam Schiff? All these other people. How many of them were having back-channel conversations with people that are uh, uh, tied to them? And, and 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 by the way, I'm not saying that they were having conversations where they were actually uh, uh, standing up. I'm saying they were being told what they better do or else, and threats were made. Are those threats? In other words, is all this a part of a? Uh, not only is it being done intentionally, but it's being done on threat of uh, other things that will be released or turned on if you don't comply. Are we are, are we a nation? You know, as uh, Whitney Webb in her book "One Nation Under Blackmail," are we being blackmailed to a certain degree because of the the the, the amount of just absolute depravity that uh, this asshole Biden is uh, uh, caught up in? Is we don't know all the things he's actually caught up in. We know enough about Hunter as a scumbag, but you know, what do we know about his trips overseas? What do we know about whether they have on all these people and all the executives that are over in China? Remember, these people—they—they're not sloppy. They—they <laughs> they probably have a, a have a compendium of blackmail that would make your eyes just absolutely make. It would probably uh, make some people's, uh, you know this hair stand on end. So maybe there's a, a certain aspect of that that's going on. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, hypothetical, but it certainly seems like certain, certain things, of course, these people are also con- so complicit that they very well may be on board with all this shit anyway. But uh, it seems very, you know, it, it seems like you would, uh, would would uh, halt your stupidity when you see your polling numbers cratering, and they probably those uh, polling numbers are probably even worse. But they're you know they're going ahead, and they figure they got enough. Uh, I mean they're desperate. The thing is, is they're desperate enough. What what else would they be willing to do? And we all we've all discussed that. So we're living on a on a precipice of things, and then you have something like the Supreme Court who I have no faith in whatsoever and nobody should have any faith in whether you think they should rule a certain way based upon logic. You need to toss away your thinking of logic and common sense and what the rule of law is and what the constitution states. We have a person, for example, uh, Nimrata, whatever, Nikki Haley. uh, If she is a, if she wasn't, uh, you know, born in the United States, then why is she running at all? You know, 
we've already had this problem. Actually, John McCain was, people don't remember, but I think John McCain was not actually technically born in the United States when his, uh, his situation uh, came up too. not just Barack Obama with Kenya. I think he was born in Panama, if I can remember right. Um, We've had this series of uh, people who've said they want to run for president, but they aren't technically qualified to run for president. So why are they even given the entertained even to be put on the stage? If you're not born in this country, you shouldn't be able to run for, you know, it should be verily, that should be like the, like, like the initial step, your age, your qual, you know, the qual, the minimum, the basic qualifications of the office should be immediately assessed. So why are we doing that assessment? Are we just, have we, have we gotten to the point where we just think the constitution just, you know, a doesn't matter and B uh, it can be interpreted in any old effing way based upon, you know, feels, you know, it certainly seems that way with certain people. Um, we have judges who, uh, you know, they just make, make up random shit now because, you know, they're more interested in their political power than they are in, in actually carrying out their duties. But, you know, the more and more that happens, of course, you know, <laughs> It gets to a point where you just think, well, you know, why am I even, why am I even entertaining anything that comes out of your mouth? And, you know, and there wouldn't be a reason for you to, to entertain anything that comes out of their fucking mouth. Uh, excuse my French, but uh, that's ultimately the case because, you know, as much as I mean, even Hanson, you know, called out this uh, guy who absolutely lost it in uh, Nevada, and I'm not saying he should have. I'm not saying, you know, that was the appropriate response with him doing his uh, attack on the judge. Well, one, why didn't they have him in handcuffs? That's that's one thing. He already been convicted before. Why did they let this guy, you know, you know what is, and he talked about domestic violence, and she called that out. And she was smug and arrogant too. So, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly all that really, um, <laughs> I'm not going to defend her just solely because she just happens to be a judge. I'm not saying that this guy is a prize of any sort, but it goes to the level of, uh, I mean, we have certain judges in this country who, who think they deserve respect and show no respect for the law, no respect for the constitution, and certainly don't have any respect for you. Um, and I'm not suggesting that these people are all just, you know, like that, but uh, there's a certain group of them that have certainly decided to carry out the, the, the rules and agendas of uh, people who are absolutely despicable and you can you can get away with that because you know it's just like the you know same thing happened in Germany once a uh, once a uh, uh, Hitler rose to his uh you know uh power he got rid of all the he got rid of everybody he didn't waste no time he was quick about it and that's what this is the same thing with this you know shithead. And of course, he's been bringing up the whole, you know, you know, Trump is a dictator. Trump will be Hitler and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, Trump has just walked into that trap, too, by the way. That's uh, and today there was more spice that came out based upon uh, old claims, old the old scenario, the same thing with Epstein. Uh, Of course, and just so you know, uh, the allegation, there's there's no name to the allegation. There's just. Uh, it's hearsay evidence based upon this uh, ransom. Uh, so they release this, release this batch, and of course they time it well with 
everything that's going on in other cases with Trump. So this judge intentionally held it up, slowly leaked it out, and then now we got this next little batch. It's flimsy. It's flimsy on its face because it's hearsay. So you have a girl talking to another girl who we don't know the name of the girl who evidently had a relationship with Trump and you know, talks about her nipples and all this other kind of shit. Um, not trying to spread that around, but the thing is, is you don't even know who it is. You don't know her age. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about her. It's once again, guilt by uh, accusation and accusation is not even uh, being made by directly. It's indirect. So it's, once again, we're at this point where uh, it gets released out there, it gets uh, pandered around, it gets spun up, and it will be spun up, and that's the whole point. It gives people more firepower, you know, because people aren't going to understand the law and don't care about the law. This was another thing that's gone on with the last decade with Me Too, and uh, actually started with the, the Dear Colleague letter that was released on campus under Obama, and everything ever since then has been turned, we've been weaponizing uh, relationships, we've been weaponizing the idea of, yeah, accusations based in sex to to get rid of people that we don't want to be a part of something. And granted, there are, there are legitimate reasons to do this. But the thing is, is we have a process. We have due process, we have evidence presenting, and you just can't just make things up and throw them out there and, and guilt by media and let the media take it. Um, there was a whole point to that. And we have to have investigators who are supposed to be competent doing their jobs, but we have too many people that are too political, uh, including the victims, by the way. So if, if the only reason why you do something is based upon how, how you fall politically and you, you'll attack one way, but won't, in other words, based upon who, who, who's, uh, who's involved with it, that's, that's how you do things, you know, that doesn't work. It, it, it undermines this whole situation that we're supposed to uh, uh, adhere to. We don't have people with integrity anymore. We don't have people that, that understand that if you're going to make these things, you're, you're, you're supposed, you're supposed to actually, uh, 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 go ahead and, and follow the path of truth instead of uh, just doing these, um, doing these, uh, sabotage, um, accusations and whatnot. And, and I guess the thing is, is if we continue to do this, you're not going to have a society. Because at some point, A, you're not going to believe anything that anybody uh, brings together. And then and then after you don't believe them, after a while, you're just going to, you know, you're just going to go desensitize, which is where I am in many cases. Because unless someone brings, and in this case, by the way, or the, the recent drops, uh, there's, there's supposedly evidence that they have all this information and video, and they say they have all these things on USB sticks, and they have it on Clinton and Branson, and a few, and uh, Prince uh, Andrew, and all this other kind of stuff. It's like, okay, that's great, it's wonderful. Now let's 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 have a news conference. If you have all this stuff, and the courts have been a, a barrier to this, then go ahead and let's just get it out there on on. Uh, let's get this out there in the public.
stop uh stop uh minimizing or uh uh what would you say uh stop hiding behind lawyers you can have your lawyer there with you but you just roll it out and no i know most people don't want to relive this but there's a way to do it where you present the evidence you make it uh, official you tell your story and then you show it and then everybody knows that you're not full of it and because if you can't get it in court, you have to get the truth out some other way. And I know people are like, oh, I can be attacked and, you know, I have to be in fear for my life. Uh, well, you know what? You're going to be fear for your life for the rest of your life now coming up. That's where we're at in this country and around the world. Um, there's nobody safe, by the way. Because that's not we're not headed. We're heading far from being safe. We're going to be under duress from all kinds of angles. So all these people who, you know, they're worried about themselves um, to to uh, aspect it uh, in a way. Guess what? You're 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 not going to, uh, uh, you know, you're nothing to this situation. I hate to say it because they're gonna they're lumping us all together. So as much as you as much sunlight as you can provide to the aspects of the people who are doing this to us, you need to do it. Um, and believe me, they already have all your communications. They know where you're at. They know how to attack you. If they want to do it, they want to do it subtly or they want to do it violently. They know how to do that. I just told you the FBI can come knock on your door at any given time. Did uh, this Benny guy, he worked for the NSA for 36 fucking years, you know, uh, these, I, I understand people's gumption and courageousness, but you know, you've already put yourself out there. You've already, you went through the court. You say, I've done enough. Well, yeah, maybe you have, but also I can also, uh, counter that and say, uh, well, you know, at this point, uh, have you really done everything you can, or are you just done enough to think you just, I understand you want to get, to get this behind you, but you know what? revealing it, get it all out there. If you have the evidence and you have the pictures and you have the proof, you need to push it. You need to push it as far as you can. And there's plenty of channels that will do it. There are plenty of channels that will do it, but you have to put it out there and then it has to be spread out. It can make it and granted it's part of your life. And I understand you may be embarrassed by it. You're the, the whole Hang up and stuff. Okay, time is ticking. Time is not on anyone's side now. We are at the precipice. And the quicker we identify all the people who are involved in these kind of things, the more likely it is we are to, A, get people who are on the fringe or people who can't, you have to, you have to literally throw them, show them, you have to shove, the, shove them into the shit before they'll figure it out. And even then, you know, who knows? There's, you know, as a jury Bespinoff says, you can take people right to the concentration camp and they'll still, they'll still not believe you. So, I mean, they're that they're just, you know, facts and evidence can't be, it doesn't convince them. So, but you at least have to make the attempt and, you know, uh, it, it, it's a whole lot easier for me 
matter of fact, it's not that I can't believe, but I, I'm not going to believe a random stranger just because at this point it's gone on for so long. The situation has been drug out for so far, so long. And I, you know, through the courts, you, you, a lot of, a lot of these people went through the courts just saying probably wasn't the best way to do it in many cases because you were dealing with Epstein. So, uh, you know, I can be wrong about this, by the way, FYI. <sighs> anyway, I've uh, talked for an hour, so I'm going to let this uh, go for now. Uh, thank you for listening, and I know uh, maybe I I, uh, <laughs> I may have sounded insensitive there at the end, but really we're at the point where uh, we need to get it all out there, and I don't care who, who gets caught in the trap. If you if the evidence is clear, clear, overwhelming, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt, then those people get to go down too. No matter who they are, I don't care what I don't care who they are, and I think you understand what I mean with that. So, I'll leave it there for now. God bless the United States of America. God save the world.